There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Miss Pat. JB. Andy Bram Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back, Miss Pat, at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight, tomorrow night, and Sunday as well. Right back with Miss Pat with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. It's time for Team KQ Walzer's third annual Tour to Cure ride. Join me. Doug Sprinthal, Michael Bryant, and a ragtag group of riders as we raise money to fight diabetes. This year, the ride is Saturday, June 1st, and starts at Boom Island. We take the 26-mile route. It's a ride, not a race, so people of all abilities are welcome. It's a worthy cause that raises millions to support research for a cure for this terrible disease. Go to diabetes.org slash kqwalzer or email doug at walzer.com for more information. Oh, I like it. Flashlight. I remember my friend uh, Dave Hamilton got a job, but I think it was uh, WYSP in Philadelphia. And he did, uh, you know how they how they call people and test songs over the over the phone. 
Uh, Dave didn't know the area too well, <laughs> so he would he would have people call this that, and the other thing. He said, "There's one neighborhood, man. I don't know what, what it's all about, but you know, we're gonna have to rethink the stuff that we play because." Every time I say, what's your favorite song? Flashlight. That <laughs> <laughs> just mean he was black, that's all. <laughs> I mean, he was talking to the ghetto, <laughs> as it turned out in the end. Um, talking I, to the black people. Exactly. You want me to open it for you? No, I got these nails. No, you got I'm those trying nails to, and a big shot. Break. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying just... this new drink you gave okay, me. Okay, now, Ms. Pat's trying the buy. Okay, not bad. Not bad? Pretty good. Hasn't even settled in yet. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't want to okay, mess up your sponsorship okay. and stuff, but pretty good. Not bad. Ms. Pat is in studio. JB got here second. <laughs> Cassie got here third. And then the white man, Andy, showed up dead last, and Ms. Pat said, man, you're actually black. <laughs> what do you think of that, Andy? Well, she said something like that. <laughs> I thought that's what I she said. I said, we beat you here. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> That's right. Especially JB. since I live like five blocks away. Five yeah. blocks? You live about a block and a half. He said you live across the street. He does. He lives right across the street. It's about a 20 minute walk. Oh, my God. No, did did no you walk way here, Andy? No, not today. Well, I, well why are you late then? You, I, I can understand if you walked here. Because I have IBS. What is and IBS? That's always a problem. Irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Cassie has it too. Yeah, well, I have Crohn's. Yeah. We have issues. <laughs> so you had to take a shit. Basically. <laughs> Pretty much. All you had to do was put on a pen. Exactly. <laughs> I respect that. I walk out the door, just got out of the shower, about to get dressed, and then bam, you got to drop a few. So I understand that. I'm sorry. And when Andy. it hits you, it hits Andy, you. give me a piece of that meat before you touch the first one. <laughs> you shouldn't eat that, Andy. And here, you might have to go. No, she wants I got she wants, a, she wants one of your... your Snack sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have one? Sure. Beef one more than one. Yeah. One is fine. One is fine. I love mm-hmm. beef sticks. Like, <laughs> she comes good, in. Andy. She had buy now. She's got a snack stick. You're all good to go, Miss Pat. I don't came up in here. I need your help tomorrow, by the way, Miss Pat. <laughs> what you need me to do? Because I'm going you need to need me to dance naked for you. Absolutely. Like what about every, you, Like JB? every time you're in town. Every time I'm in town. Yeah. You know. Well, you like stuff my husband don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I get naked and he'd be like, close the curtain and cut off the light. Oh, he does not say that. I'm sure he loves you. Uh, I'm sure he do, too, but I can see it in his face. You know how it is when you've been married a long time. You just dare. You just you want somebody to share the remote control with. <laughs> mm, that's pretty much true. It'll be 35 years in July that I've been married to Catherine. Man, I still love him. I bought some Sleep Number mattresses, which is the, supposed to be the greatest mattress out there. I love mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But he tricked me, y'all. He told me to buy the mattress, and it was going to help his leg heal. And uh, every time I walk in there, he, he's feet in the air like he had a gynecology visit. <laughs> <laughs> and he tricked me. He told me to buy the one with the um, with the, the split down the middle. Yeah, yep, And it was yep. for me to keep my titties off of him, really. <laughs> now, when we want to bump and grind, I got to tap him on the shoulder. Hey, can I come to America for some nick? <laughs> I like it. I like it. And it's working. Well, I paid twelve grand for the mattress. I can't take them back. Twelve grand? Yes, I did. I just because I, I was because his leg was hurt. For a mattress? Like, if you get if you get the sleep numb mattress, gonna help my leg. I'm like, oh my god, we are gonna have fun. Oh, did you get the adjustable one? Adjustable, just... keep your feet oh. warm, it jiggle you, and that, all kinds It'll of jiggle stuff. Jiggle you. <laughs> it ain't help my relationship none. I tell you that <laughs> he sleep like a princess. <laughs> <laughs> You're all taken care of. Mm-mm. 
JB, by the way, already refused to sit next to Ms. Pat. <laughs> she asked him, come over and sit next to me, JB. JB, you still scared of me? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm scared of you. He just doesn't well, like the lapel don't... mics because they're obnoxious. <laughs> he, he don't like what? We have a lavalier mics that you clip onto your shirt because Mom and Alex can't sit still. Oh, oh my okay. God, they can't. My wife on the show. You know, when I was talking to the guy, he told me what I like, Yeah, honey. I hate people that do that, too. It's so, all JB, true. You, you, you're not married yet? No. Still don't want to go home and meet one of my cousins? No, that's fine. No, wait a minute. <laughs> it might be a good thing. Yeah. Indianapolis? Is that what you're in Indianapolis? I ain't got no cousin in Indianapolis, but I can oh, tell you, you this. Indianapolis got the ugliest white women. So, if you're into <laughs> ugly white women with neck, with chin hair like you, they there. <laughs> You looking for that, JB? No. It's not what you're looking for? Is that no, a, is that a meth I'm thing? Okay or right now. You think you're okay? JB, you got you a boring person. I, mm-hmm. I would love to see some excitement in your life. I really would. You should come to my hotel room and put on Let's Get It On. Let's get it on. <laughs> oh, baby, let's get it on. <laughs> JB probably throw me out the window. I could just sing it for you guys. You, could, you know, we could turn the lights down in here. I'll sing Let's Get It On. You want me to give you a lap dance, JB? That's fine. You know you owe when JB turned you down. Uh, well, that's a possibility. Possibility. Okay, my, the, fa- the favor I need for you tomorrow is I'm going with a friend to see John Wick 3, the, new, the Keanu Reeves movie John Wick. Yeah, I've been hearing three. about it. Okay, I need you to come because I need somebody right next to me to talk back to the screen. <laughs> I miss it so much from being a kid when everybody was talking back to the screen. Uh, I don't think black people are going to talk back to the screen at John Wick 3. You don't think so? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Black Panther. So. Maybe Black Panther. Black Panther, yes. Well, I'm not even familiar with John Wick. <laughs> Although if somebody gets there's killed, a, you will hear, huh? There's a lot of killing in there. A lot of so. killing. Yeah. Oh, well, you'll hear me talk back then. That's what I'm the saying. Stupid-ass people just standing around and waiting to be killed. There ain't nobody running. Yeah, I could do that. Who's who's the one that told us about the Lord of the Rings? Oh God! <laughs> the black oh. people talking back to the screen. She's a, she's a black black comedian. What's her name? She's terrific. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember what her name but was. I know though. what the line was. But she's, she's <laughs> what was the line? She's watching the movie Lord of the Rings, and what, what's the name of it? The guy the guy who dropped the ring. Oh gosh, Gollum I, or Gollum. Frodo? Gollum or Gollum or Frodo? One of and those. he dropped the ring. He dropped the ring. And what did she say? And the black woman in the audience goes. <laughs> Big in, do your job. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was when I watched that show, Abducted at Plain Sight. Oh, yeah, Have yeah. y'all seen that? I was like, white people, you can't be this stupid. And I found myself <laughs> slapping the TV street. No, don't let bees sniff your baby panties. No. I did a whole episode on my podcast about, because it was, I, that, from that day on, I started calling white people clear people. I'm like, clear. oh, clearly you can't be this stupid. I would not eat another Idaho potato. I don't want shit out of that state. Do you hear me? I mean, <laughs> how do you get kidnapped twice? And yeah. you married my daughter. And you put my daughter in school, and you have sex with me, the daddy, and the daughter. I was what? like, this white dude was a pimp with no Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have a Cadillac? No, he didn't have a Cadillac. Oh, he lived in, and then when he came back, people was patting him on the back at the church. And I just saw myself punching the TV. Stop it. You cannot be this stupid. And the mama in love with him. It was the craziest crap I ever seen in my life. No so way. she got, did she marry the kidnapper? Well, he married her in Mexico. 
And the FBI, uh-huh. st- then she come home, right? She finally come back home. And she come home like a white kid with a damn attitude, y'all. Uh, <laughs> you been kidnapped. I've been looking for you and crying. Then you going to come back out of nowhere with an attitude and you don't speak to me? I would have drug her head clean through that house. <laughs> <laughs> the mama just said, well, I'm glad you back. I'm not speaking to you. Bitch, you been kidnapped for six months and you're not speaking to me and I've been looking for you. Yeah. <laughs> It was the weirdest crap I ever seen in my life. It was that that show. That show irked the heck out of me. What's the name of it? Abducted at Plain Sight. Abducted it's, at it's Plain Sight. It's a true story on Netflix. Really? And then, oh, at the end. So the mama write a book about the whole situation. He shows up at the book sign and say, B, don't write, don't put this book out. The kidnapper. What? He show up at the book signing. Wow. Oh, no. In real life. Man, it must be nice to be white in this country. Because uh, I'm telling we you, go. we would have beat his brains out in the ghetto. He was, wow. I mean, you kidnap her. You, uh, then he tell her, right? He said, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to laugh, but I laugh at this point. He gave her a tape recorder. And he, it was his voice. But he called himself Xanu or something. He's like, you got to say the universe by having sex with him. With him, yeah. yeah. So she believed all of this. But not only that, he went to a therapy. And the therapist told him, said, the only way you're going to get over child molestation is that you lay in the bed next to the person you want to molest. And told the parents that. And they said, oh, go downstairs and get in the bed with me. Oh, God. What the hell? It was the craziest documentary I ever seen in my life. Now, what what attracted you to watch that? I just heard people online talking about it. And they was like, it can't be. It, it, this is some crazy crap. So I'm, I'm down for crazy crap. So I, I, I ended up clicking on it. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I mean, the first thing he did, he was married. He lived next door. And he was married, too. And with kids. With kids. Yes. And the first thing he do is come over and play with these little three white girls. And I'm like, that was your first son. He throwing them in the air. He's sniffing the panties. And he's like, bam, I like bee panties. Mm. And so, that's who he chased the whole time. So was he white or was he white or black? What? You he know he was white. Well, no, I don't know. You said he went over to the white people's house. You said he went over to the white people's yeah, house. I didn't, you know. He was white. He was, man, it was, it was that document. Watch that document. It made, it made me scratch a hole in my wig. <laughs> I'm like, this is, can't be real in Idaho. I was trying to think, uh, has there ever been like a, like a black kidnapper? Yeah. Bro, Dwayne yeah. Williams. Oh, Dwayne Williams, that's right. Yeah, that was uh, right. Wayne Williams. That my cousin was caught up in that mess, but really? that, you know that really didn't happen. That wasn't really him. It was, it was a whole documentary. They did like nine, nine shows on that. But yeah, he's supposed to be the one. Really? I think we've had a serial killer. You've had serial killers. Yeah, Wayne was it Wayne O. Williams? I don't know. I it was it was Wayne, Wayne Williams. O, Wayne a, O. Williams, I think was his name. Well, there was a DC sniper, um, well, Marvel or whatever. Well, he was Muhammad. just shooting everybody. Yeah. yeah. So picking him off from his car. Yeah, picking him was, off on yeah. the back of his car. <laughs> yeah. Was, and what was that kid's name? Malvo. Yeah, something Malvo. Because if if you did he get killed? Did, I know the daddy died. Yeah. But the stepdaddy died. Did he die too? No, I, think I don't think Malvo died. I think Malvo's in, in jail. Prison. Yeah, he wanted to die. I think that's right. Yeah, you know, so many comics had jokes about the D.C. sniper. We was praying that he was not black. But after, <laughs> well, when they identified that car and they said a Chevy, we was like, this fool is black. Lord, have mercy. We got a, we got a, we got a serial killer, a black serial killer. So I think that's the only one that ever, I don't know. Pro- we not- probably got more. Yeah. Oh, Ranker's the- got a list. Who? Ranker. They rank things. And oh, apparently okay. they rank serial killers, black serial killers to be specific. <laughs> okay, let's hear the top ten. Uh, 
Sam Little, everyone knows about him. I don't know about Sam Little. What's Sam? The no. singer? Uh, <laughs> That's Sam Cooke. Oh. Sam <laughs> I know we. I know there's a Sam we like. See, I know how you think. I know how you think. That's why I can't. Oh, she's talking about Sam Cooke. He was a California serial killer. He's he had the wife right, and he got. Let me see a picture of him. Turn it around. I know uh, about I him. I saw it. Okay, I think I know about him. So he was running around picking up prostitutes. Am I right? In That's California. That's what they all do. Yeah. But he was picking up prostitutes in the hood. Yeah. And they was trying to figure out. And guess how they caught him? He sucked one of their titties. And they got the DNA. <laughs> <laughs> they got the DNA. I watched it on one of those channels. And he left his he left his tongue he left his tongue print on a nipple. And they swabbed it and, and it came back to, you know, his son had put his uh, DNA in one of those files right, by being right. in jail mm. and it linked back to the son and the son was like I was in jail and that's how they found oh, out that daddy was a serial killer that's Sam Little I did that's him he was married mm-hmm. to a real Christian lady man he's crabby yeah, yeah. is well, he still a crabby guy I mean that'll happen when you're in prison <laughs> yeah you get but, really you know, old but uh, okay, yeah so. I remember him I saw him on the uh the uh, one of those murder channels, yeah. and he licked the titties. That what got him caught because they didn't even know who he was for the longest. Hmm. Remind me never to do that if I'm going to commit a crime. Yes, like DNA Tom would get you caught. Pat. Don't He's be licking. Apparently, a suspect in like 30 murders, but they can't. They don't even know the names of them because they're just like, like you said, they were just like off the street. They off could, the didn't street. even have ID or anything like oh, that. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, he's supposed to kill a lot of women. He was killing them, and he was, uh, what was crazy, because he had an RV parked at the back of his house. So a lot of times he would have these parties in the back of his house, and the wife was like, I don't know what the heck was wrong with the wife, but she stayed in the house all the time. He would murder them and then take them and dump them. Oh, he's the guy who sketched a bunch of them. Oh, he did? Apparently he, like, drew their portraits and said, I killed all these people. So now they're looking for him. The 30 of them? Uh, Apparently 90. 90? So. Oh, he was real crazy. Apparently. Yeah, busy. And one lick of a titty got him caught. That's it. <laughs> That's all I'm it so takes. Hurt. That's why you have to have sanitizer after you suck titties. <laughs> Spray it, take a little wet wipe yeah, on there. Get your DNA off of it. Yeah, get the DNA off it because otherwise you're going to go to prison for it. Is he still alive or did they execute him? Good question. In California, do they have the ex- do they execute? Yeah, I don't think they do. They that. don't. No, no, you're absolutely right. They don't. They just killed some He's guy. Alive. He's still alive. He's still mm-hmm. alive. This executed some guy because he they offered him his last meal. He said, "I don't want it. Give it to the homeless." <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, he wanted his and last. This is after like didn't he like he killed his wife and. Is that the one who killed the whole family? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. It's like all of a sudden he's Mr. Nice Guy after slaughtering his family. And apparently Jesus, he loves Jesus too. Well, he he was about to meet him. That's why he loved him. (laughs) That's right, about to meet Jesus. Yeah, he was about to meet him. And he said, get the homeless his last meal? Yep. That's what he said. I saw what they was talking about limiting what they can get because they order ridiculous right. stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they make them run all around the city and right. I'd have been like, I want barbecue butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> That'll keep me alive for a week <laughs> because people are not gonna let you barbecue no butterflies. No, not gonna happen. We'll take a very quick break. Couple minutes. Be right back with Miss Pat with the family. 
It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Spring is here, and there's no better time to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK Spring Savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them I sent you and save 500 bucks on your LASIK. Offer expires June 21st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I love this song. Okay, so I never heard this song, Tom. Sam Cooke. You've heard Sam Cooke. Well, you're not. You're not old enough to remember. That's some depressing down-home blues music. Oh, I love Sam Cooke. I grew up. My mom was from the South, and she was the you know the baby boomer generation. So I grew up with her. I thought I was the baby boomer generation. Well, what well you're at the very end of it, aren't you? Me? Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm older no. than you. Well, no, no, no. Baby boomers, that they're like That's 60 like now. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. That was what year? No, it ended at the last baby boomers or 1963. Oh, 63. I wasn't even born. Okay. Yeah, my mom, my mom was born. In... What do you mean by baby boomers? They just decided to have a bunch of kids? Yeah. It was after it was, the war, yeah. World after War II. Oh, so all there you could a... do is have sex. Yeah. They all came home. <laughs> eat oatmeal and have sex. Yeah. So oh, the youngest okay. baby boomer is now 56 years old. I didn't know that. Yep. Sounds about right. So after baby Damn. boomer is the is Gen X, I think. Is that what you are? Yeah, Gen X. Are you Gen I, X? I'm like on the We're cusp. We're the tail end, yeah. Cusp what is Gen X? Which from... is the generation after baby boomers. Yeah. So, so what year was you born? I was born in 81. So I'm like right on No, the... I'm before you. So I'm before that. Yeah, so yeah. you're so Gen X. I was born X. in 72. You're Gen X and we're Millennial. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like right on the border between Gen X and Millennial. Mm-hmm. I don't associate with Millennials, <laughs> so I associate with Gen X. I don't associate with anybody. I'm just me. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in 72. That's what I tell them. Here's an interesting headline. Mom who allegedly cut baby from womb, not that wise. Not that wise. <laughs> Gee, really? You Ooh. cut the baby out of you? Uh, For what? She didn't want to pay to have it delivered at the hospital? 
She sound like some, my husband. She's super cheap. <laughs> <laughs> when I went in labor with my husband, husband, it was on a Wednesday, and we was really struggling, y'all. So I tell him, I said, um, I wake him up like 3 o'clock in the morning. I said, I think the baby coming. He was like, what? Today? He's like, I don't get paid to Friday. Can you hold it to Friday? <laughs> I'm like, it's a baby. I can't hold it till you get your paycheck. So he get up, he getting dressed like, why, why you got to do this now? I don't have no money to park. I'm like, this was not my decision. You need True. to talk to your baby in my stomach. It said it's ready to come home. <laughs> so we call, I called 911 and we get in the ambulance, right? So he's pissed off because I won't go to the hospital around the corner because I, I was a high risk. I needed to go to like the community hospital, Grady Hospital. He, oh my God, he's so mad because he didn't have no money to park. So he's following the ambulance. <laughs> he didn't even want to get in. So I tell the guys who pick me up, I call them Dom and Dahmer. I open the door. I said, I say, is my husband still behind us? I'm on the highway now. And I got Medicaid. This is how they treat Medicaid victims. They just open the door while we're on the highway and I'm laying in the bed. Is that your husband? I'm like, would you close that door? What? Yes. Open Dom and Dahmer pick me up. <laughs> And I had to argue with my husband the whole ride to the dang hospital. What he arguing about? Because he wanted me to go to the hospital around the corner where the parking was free. Because he didn't the get paid to Friday. Okay. All right. So park, free parking. Different yeah. hospital. It was only, it was literally, what, 50 cents? Fill up the meter, media, the meter. So he filled up the meter one time. He said, I don't have any more money. So he said, I'm going to fill up the meter. Never came back. Went home and got his mama, he, my daughter, his special need uncle, and three kids. And back in those days, they let everybody in the hot room with you. Oh, really? So his uncle was special need, and he loved picking up stuff off the floor. So the whole time I'm in labor, he's just picking up everything they throwing on the floor. I'm like, can you set your uncle down. <laughs> oh, and his mama all between my legs like, wow, your snatch don't look like other people's snatch. It ain't that big. I'm like, get your mama away from between my legs, please. How old is your, the mother? Uh, the mother? Yeah. Well, she gone now. She uh, oh, she, gone? she was. I, she never told her age. She was in her sixties or seventies. I, I don't know how old his mom was. When she was looking between your legs. Why was she <laughs> well, looking between your legs? Because she was trying to tell the doctor what to do. You know, oh, the old black okay. women they don't deliver a lot of babies. I'm like, this is not. Uh, what do you call them? When they come to your house and midwife, midwife. I don't need a midwife. Get away from my vagina. I'm like, get your mama. She down here looking at my non snatch and stuff. I don't want to go to Thanksgiving with her and she tell everybody what I look like there. I don't even know what I look like down there. That's true. You don't even know what. No, every time I put a mirror down there, fog up. (laughs) (laughs) That's because I'm hot, JB. I'm hot. (laughs) I'm trying to get you in the conversation. What we got you here for, JB? You're just looking at your phone. Put down your old iPhone and get into the conversation. Yeah, JB. <laughs> I don't jump in unless I need to. Well, I need you to talk to me, JB. I don't want you to just be sitting here like you some type of ornament. I am an ornament. What are you? What type of ornament? <laughs> Chocolate drop? Chocolate drop, JB. From now on, I'm calling him Chocolate Drop. In your memory. He is scared of me. He's terrified. If it was of no camera here, I would go put my titty on his shoulder with no nipple. <laughs> <laughs> he probably break that one to get in the body. I still love that story, but how, I, why did the man shoot you in the first place? Because um, he spit on my car, and uh, he spit on your and car, and I pulled out a gun and took. Huh? You didn't like that? 
Uh, no, I just got my car painted. <laughs> well, this fool spitting on my car. And so I pulled out a gun that I really wasn't going to use. And he said, I'm gonna, when I come back, I'm going to shoot you. And I always I, I always used to tell this story. I don't know if you've ever been shot by black people, but I think they bullets go faster because they <laughs> run and they shoot. And that crap hit me up under my arm and came out through my areola. And it, it didn't even hurt because I didn't even know I was shot. I actually thought I snagged my titty on the door jam because it was a crack house. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked down and I'm bleeding like really bad. I'm like, dang, I really that nail really tucked my nipple. <laughs> and um, they called 911 and the, the guy to lift up my arm. He's like, you've been shot. Oh, and I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. And it was a nice little hole, but it came out like, whoa, it was a big old hole yep. at the end of the titty. The exit oh. wound, yeah. <laughs> the exit wound took out her yeah. entire nipple. My entire nipple. What do you think of that, JB? Uh, Interesting. <laughs> yeah, he is unbelievable. He unbelievable, JJ. I, w- I won't think you as a nun or a priest or somebody that just don't deal with the outside world. You so pulled back. I am Catholic. Well, you, you are. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And no was a Boy Scout. So I was a Girl Scout. They put me out because I got pregnant. Oh, yeah. wait a minute! Yeah. Like I couldn't sell cookies with a baby. In it. <laughs> <laughs> no selling cookies door to door with a baby. I suppose so. So they kicked you out of the Girl Scouts for for being pregnant. I was getting ready to join. Yeah, I got pregnant. I had a boyfriend. I wasn't doing what real kids was do. Yeah, I remember when I was in um. It was it was no middle school back then. It was just either elementary and then you went directly to high school. Mm-hmm. It was no element. It was no middle school. So everybody else playing with their boyfriends and stuff. And I'm like, why y'all boyfriend ride bikes? My boyfriend got a car. I'm like, got a car. <laughs> I was dating a grown ass man. Everybody was dating people in all grades. Like, oh, I don't oh. like you little boys. Y'all got a paddle. <laughs> My boyfriend went to the gas station. The I was twelve. <laughs> and you were dating a man? I had a baby by a man, two babies by a man. Did he go to prison? No. No. Nobody cared about the poor black baby. No, we didn't go to jail. Oh, I had two terrible. kids by him. He signed both of them birth certificates too. He did? He came ready now on his ID. I was 14 when I had my first baby, and he was 22, and a year later, I had another one. And then where is he now? You see him? Yeah, he work at Jiffy Lube. He does? <laughs> yeah. So you see him at Jiffy Lube all the time? No, I don't go by Jiffy Lube. He don't like me. He won't give me no discount. Too <laughs> <laughs> bad. Does he come and see the kids? No, they grown. They 33 and 31, but they got like 20-some kids. Who does? They daddy. 20 kids? Yeah, he got like 20-some kids. 20-some kids? Yeah. Because the ones he tried to deny when he got out of prison, he took a blood test. All right, wait so a minute, he, wait, wait, looked, wait, wait, let's back up. He went to prison? Yeah, for selling drugs. So if he denied, <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember he denied three babies, but he picked up three. So every time he lose a kid, he pick up another kid. Oh. So he, he just even out after all the blood tests. God. 20-some kids. Did he, did he chip in on them or did he not pay uh, them? I, well, after he got out, um, you know, they automatically, when he was on parole, they automatically made him pay child support. Yeah, so I yeah. got a, um, I think I got $4.10 for two kids. Ooh. And he had a nerve to ask me for joint custody. I was like, just come get the damn kids. Mm-hmm. I can't even buy a Chick-fil-A sandwich for $4.10. That's right. So, but he didn't want the kids. He just wanted to run his mouth. So he just wanted to have sex with women, but not to ever make sure he wouldn't have a baby. 
Well, he was just laying them everywhere. And you know what was crazy? He was signing kid, people birth certificate. Some of the kids he lost was had his last name. That wasn't his after they came back for blood test. Because he signed, if you hey, I'm pregnant. Okay, I'll be there when you had a baby. On to the next woman. Really? Yeah. He, he got a bunch of kids. He's still working at Jiffy Lube. Awesome. He don't talk to me. He don't like me. <laughs> Why doesn't he like you? Because, you know, I'm not that 12-year-old that he once had control of. Yeah, I so grew up to be a woman. Thing. I grew up to be a woman, and, and I realized I could do better. And a yeah. lot of times when, when people controlling you, especially that young, they don't want you to ever realize that you can do better. Yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. that's Yeah, true. so I grew up on him, and, and, and he wasn't ready for that. So where was your dad all this time? I don't know. You never did know your dad? Later I, later on in life, he came around. Well, he did. And he, 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 he I never forget, he came over to whoop my sister. And, um, Wait a minute, he came over to whip your sister? Yeah, my mama what? said my sister was talking back, so he came oh, over oh, to okay. have a talk with her. Right. But he, he hadn't seen us since we was babies, so he ended up slapping me, and I had never seen this man. What did he slap you for? Because he thought I was my sister. Oh. So, <laughs> he just walked in the door and slapped you? slapping kids. Yeah, so <laughs> at the time, I was a big wrestling fan, and I didn't know who the hell he was and I told my brother let's kill this motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I round dog my daddy and I DDT and we was whooping my daddy ass and he said I'm your real daddy I'm like introduce yourself next time don't come here punching me in my face I ain't ate all day so he actually punched you didn't slap you he slapped my head through the light switch and it went in oh, and then uh I got to know him after that, and I gave him a chance. He actually moved with me, and he lived with me for about seven years before he, he passed did? away. Yeah. Really? I'm a forgiving person. It takes a lot of energy to hate. Yeah, it does. There's yeah, no doubt so about that. I'm not wasting my energy on that. Yeah, so he was all right for the seven years he behaved the whole seven years? He ain't never slapped me no more. Well, I would imagine that's <laughs> I beat his ass, and you know I beat his ass. <laughs> I'm like, you extra dark anyway. I don't know if you're my daddy anyway. You're a little too dark. Really? Not, not like J.B. Dark. He darker, yeah, like darker than JB. No. Yeah. JB, I thought you had the world record. No, we've discussed this. There's <laughs> several <laughs> shades no. darker than me. We've discussed this. Yeah, it's a lot darker. So um, I got to know him, and um, I let him live with me, and that was it. That's good. Well, that was very nice. But I see, I do understand what you're saying, Miss Pat. It, it takes too much energy to hate people. It takes too much energy. And, you know, I'm a forgiving person. I'm like, you know, I don't like to judge people off what other people say. I like to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Let me, I like to be the judge of my own decision about you. You know, you say whatever in the street. I'm going to keep my eye on you or what people say about you, but I'm not going to totally cut you off yeah. until I find out if you're that person or not. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people are wrong. They don't tell you what their situation was with that person. They go, I mean, somebody tell you Miss Pat crazy, Miss Pat, Miss Pat beat me up. You need to find out why Miss Pat beat you up. Because I just don't walk around beating people up. Yeah. It's always a good reason why I'm out here <laughs> fighting. I'm old, too. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be a good reason why I'm fighting. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, it's you know, so I was like, come on, dude. I'm not worried about what my mama say. Uh, I'm willing. Let's start over. And we started over, and I'm glad we did. Now, did your mom come around when he was living with you? No, my mom died when she was 39. So she, she was only she, 39. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, she died. She had diabetes. Oh, they say yeah. diabetes killed her. Oh, is that right? Yeah, but I think she, in her mind, she was 75. I think she was just ready to go. Yeah. I remember she used to always say, "When I die, I want to die with my bills unpaid." Who <laughs> <laughs> was a, there? Was a gangster, an Italian gangster, back in the day. And he said, I am going to wait to die until I'm at least $11 million in debt. And he did. 
Wow. He got $11 million in debt, and then he died. So they got stiffed out of their money. But, so, you know. but now you do that, it goes to the family member, especially if you married. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I right? It depends. Yeah, I guess it, it just right. depends on what it is. Like credit cards, I don't think so. I think they all you have to do is send in a death certificate, and they'll wipe off the debt. No, I think, right? um, as long as you don't co-sign, they can't come after you for it. But that's the problem is a lot of people do. They'll no. like... They'll co-sign on like their kids' college loans oh, because yeah, yeah. they'll get a better interest rate or something. But then that lady did that. You remember, um, her son died in an accident or something, and the college went after the mom, and she was like, "But he's dead. He yeah. didn't even finish his degree." They was like, "We don't care." But you co-sign. Yeah, but you co-sign. You got to pay for it. We don't care that your son is dead. That's <laughs> no, a little they cold. Don't care. I mean, pretty much that's what they said. I would have been like, "Well, uh, I don't care about this loan." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven years, they fall off anyway. When creditors called me, I was like, look, how long has this debt been out? They was like, oh, five years. I said, call me back in two years and we'll be even. There you go. <laughs> Two more years. Yeah, it wiped clean in seven years. Am I right? Yeah, I think that is right. It all fall off in seven years. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, yeah, it I falls off in seven years, it, I know. Yeah, because I don't know if it's different, like, state to state. but No, it's everywhere. Is it everywhere? Seven years, it falls off. And, you know, mm-hmm. all they do is they keep reselling. They keep reselling the loan. And mm-hmm. you say, hey, right, dude, this loan right. is t- 12 years old. Get off of my phone. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. Yeah, and you cannot, I know you cannot uh, declare bankruptcy against college tuition debt. No, you cannot. No, nope. You have to pay it. Uh, your home either. You can't. You can't do bankruptcy for your home either. You can't? No, you can't put it. Because I have a friend that just filed bankruptcy, and she was able to put her cars and stuff on that, but not a home. Oh, you know, because they can't take your home. That's probably why. Because if you go bankrupt, they cannot take your home away from you. So that's probably why you can't write, you know. She got a modification, but she did not. um, It wasn't a part of the bankruptcy. They just lowered her mortgage some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what's that? yeah probably, probably just renegotiated idea. the terms and interest and all that kind of stuff. I guess. We will be right back in just a couple minutes more with Ms. Pat, right after this with the family. <laughs> what are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our Guaranteed Offer Program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our Guaranteed Offer Program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
What am I back in Cuba? This is Sugar Hill Gang. Gang. I remember the first time I ever heard this on, I believe it was KUXL Radio, back in the day, 1570 AM. And what was the guy's name, JB? Do you ever know what the guy's name was? A big star at KUXL Radio, 1570 AM. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh Black. Ah, what do you think of that name? Pharaoh? Pharaoh Black, like Pharaoh. The Pharaohs, Egyptian Pharaoh? Yeah. Pharaoh uh, Black, that was his name. That, why Pharaoh sounds so familiar, JB? We used to say that. Pharaoh is, is also uh, poker, right? Well, there is an, isn't Pharaoh. there a comic named Pharaoh? There is, yeah. J. Pharaoh. Yeah, it's a comic named J. Pharaoh. Yep, absolutely. He's got, I, I like his sister a lot. He's got a great sister. Now, i got to ask you a question. I was asking JB this question. But I, I, the Miss Pat take on this would be pretty good in my own head. So I guess we'll see. What do you think of all these people that are lined up, the people live out there in the, you know, the rich suburbs or the exurbs or whatever? They're all white people, and yet they're somehow experts on black life and how to help black people who don't even need their help. What do you think of that? I think it's white people being white. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you mean by that? Uh, it's the black experience. They don't. They don't know what they're talking You're about. Absolutely. I mean, and it's not even about black and white. It's like if you if if you can take a, a black person who's rich all their life. If you don't know mm-hmm. what it is to be at the bottom, then how the hell are you gonna make a decision yep. about the people at the bottom? You only. It's like you become a talking head. Like mm-hmm. I tell people, I say you don't know what it is to be on food stamps, or you don't know uh, how it is to the struggle when everything. My kids, I live with a bunch of people that don't know what a struggle is, and they're like, we don't want to hear that you used to eat chicken ass. <laughs> well, you should want to hear that I used to eat chicken ass because it was all it was all form of chicken nuggets. Do you ever have chicken ass at the house, Cassie? Chicken ass? No. <laughs> it's a little ass to hang off the back, look like an undeveloped vagina. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good until somebody you tell you it's fried ass. <laughs> you know, but that's what we... JB, you ever had chicken ass? No. Oh, whoa, J, JB was bougie, but I had no. chicken ass. Ooh, we, could, we couldn't bougie go to chicken. McDonald's. Yeah. We, we couldn't afford it. We was poor. So she was like, fuck that. I'll make you some nuggets. And she cut the ass off the back of the chicken, <laughs> the back. And she fried it up, and we dipped it in barbecue sauce, which was pretty fucking good. It was good. Yeah. Well, it was good. So it that. pisses me nah. off when people know what it is to be, you know, when they, when they try to make a decision about people that they don't even know nothing about. Well, it's, see, I, I argue that point all the time, you know, after I, the way I grew up and all that stuff. And, and I keep hearing, I see these white people stand up, and they're going to tell us what, what people in the inner city need, and other people need to do this, and we just keep throwing money at it. And, we get, and I keep selling, saying to them, you, you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. You don't know they, what it's They like don't understand that you have to stop it at the bottom. It's, right, it's better right. education. Like, I live in this all-white neighborhood. My mic don't sound like it's up. But I live in this all-white oh, all all neighborhood, right? And... Um, the school system in that neighborhood versus the school system in, in the inner city is crazy. Yeah. And I know it has a lot to do with taxpayers and homeowners and all of that stuff. But the education system should be even across the board. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be about income. It should be about the kids. Everybody get a fair lunch. Everybody get treated the same. Everybody get educated the same. But it's not true. Right. I live in a neighborhood where my kids get pads and stuff. And their, their curriculum is totally different from the kids in the inner city, mm-hmm. which is is yeah. crazy. Yeah. No, like right. I my kids, my, my girlfriend is a school teacher in the city of Atlanta, and she got third graders. Well, my third grader is doing fraction. They third grader is adding and subtracting. 
there's something fucking wrong there, people. Yeah. There's something wrong. Yeah. And why do they keep thinking? Here's what I like. I, this has been going on now for my whole life. And then once I did, you know, in my 20s, move out of the house and do all that stuff and, you know, and move. I started paying attention to all these politicians, particularly, you know, uh, right now it's white women that know everything about black people. It's really kind of weird because they, they're experts on what black people need. Because they think they're the minority. White women are the minorities. <laughs> going, even they though are. the majority, the minority. Well, the, uh, shit, like they it. use, uh, they use, what is that thing that was created for black people? Come on. Affirmative action. They use that <laughs> shit way more than anybody do. White women? Yeah. I white women use the that. shit out of that. For mm-hmm. what? All kinds of shit. To sue you, to, to make sure you treat them equal. They sue you? They do all kinds of shit. They use the hell out of affirmative action. I didn't know that. To, I treat, no idea to be that. treated equal. That's why they always, we all out here yelling, we need equal pay. And we do need equal pay. I know a lot of women that can do a job way better than a man. But who's streaming more than white women? Black women go about it being like, look, I ain't got time for that shit. Y'all go argue. Yeah. Like, I don't go to PTA meet. Like, y'all go argue with the school and come back and tell me what y'all fucking decided to do. <laughs> I'm not about to sit up here and argue with you motherfuckers. I, I just, it just amazes me here. And, and JB, you and I have talked about this before. Just listening to these people who are experts on everything. And I, I just find it really interesting that they've never been anywhere near the inner city. They have no idea what it's like to be poor, but somehow they're experts on exactly what African-American people need. Well, they read books. It's I'm like... Sure so, they, so that's it's it. what they learn in the class. Yeah. So it's it, all lies. Yeah, it's fucking... I live in a neighborhood where they don't even teach black history. They tell... Literally, my black kids come home and say... Um, the uh, Native America gave the land to the pilgrims, and I slapped the shit out of them and say, No, motherfucker, they took it for some weed and a chicken leg. I think chicken ass. Well, no, chicken leg, a turkey oh, leg, leg, a turkey oh, leg. Turkey it leg. was Thanksgiving. That's how yeah, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. That's right. was created. That's very, very <laughs> true. It's, it's just a bunch of lies. I mean, if you haven't lived, yeah. if, if, you, if you haven't experienced of being around that type of situation, how are you going to fix it? It's I like agree. you It's like you telling me to change your brakes. Mm-hmm. I might look like I can change your brakes, but I'm going to fuck your car up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even and know how to change a tie. I got on nails and a wig. I, I'm cute. That's very true. I can't do that. And, and instead of going into those going into those communities and finding out the root of the problem, which it starts at home. I mean, it starts at the very beginning. Right. You can't wait. You see a child struggling. And they have My girlfriend told me, indicated, she said, they have this thing out where they can almost tell you which child is going to end up dead and in jail. And as a parent, you can tell. Really? You can, literally, you can look at them and say, I know where this kid is heading if this kid don't get the proper help. Yeah. yeah, I can look at my white community and see the parents who did not their kids are on drugs and shut they dough with their pride with their white heads in the air and act like it's not a damn problem. Yeah, you gotta yeah. catch it at the root. And one thing I realized about living in a white community, they don't call out stuff like we call it out in a black community. We'll mm-hmm. tell you, don't fuck with Ray Ray. He smoked that shit. But they ain't, they're not going to tell you that. They're not going to tell you Connor is stealing everybody's medication out of their house. Yeah. <laughs> Connor. <laughs> I love that, by the way. And I point out to Miss Pat I said, one of our engineers' name is Connor, so he's having a good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Connor's a drug addict. Gonna tell you, but, you know, I think you have to solve it at the root of the problem. Yes, you have to exactly. face it on, and you have to get in front of the problem young. Mm-hmm. You know, you, know, you got to find out why these kids getting on drugs. Why these kids committing suicide? It's like teenage pregnancy. Why or why back when teenage when pregnancy was a boom in the ghetto? Back when crack hit the black community. Why was so? Why was pregnancy such a big deal in the black community? It was nothing else to do. We wasn't going to school. 
Yeah. But we thought it was cute to have a baby. And and I realized as I'm 47 now. I realized one of the reasons why I kept my child when I was 12, when I got pregnant at 13, mm-hmm. was because I was searching for something and it was love. Mm-hmm. I said, right. well, if I have this baby, at least I finally have somebody to love me. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. we, you know, nobody came into my community and tried to, other than the casework I had, she tried all she could to stop it, but my mama ran her away. But you need those type of, you need those type of programs in every community, whether it's white, black, or whatever. You got to catch stuff at the root of the problem. You can't wait till it fucking get limbs and grow all over the place. Like, uh, uh, opioid is a problem now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They been yeah. know this shit was a problem. They yeah. been know this shit was in the white community how many years? Oh, forever. Since I was a little boy. And I tried to tell people when they was like, oh, oh, our president going to get the opioid out of our country. I said, do you understand that all of this shit is connected. Nothing get in this country that America do not make money off of. That's true. They put your child on it and create a drug for your child to get off of it and hope and pray that your child go to jail. Everybody make money off of it. That's exactly right. That's 100% true. And that's how it works. And they do, and they get really mad at me when I talk about this on the morning show, but I, I talk about the fact that, that once there's a group of people there are more of than black people, those very people who are talking about championing your cause are going to step right over you to get to them. I guarantee if there's more votes, they'll go after those people yeah. instead. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, politicians don't give a fuck about us. And no, I tell people that all the time, Democrat, Republican, if one more if one more person come out and run on the Democratic Party, I, my my <laughs> wig is going to explode. I think it's 99 motherfuckers running for president. If it, Do it take 99 people to beat Trump? Come on, y'all. Why don't y'all just bond together, get the best candidate, and go about your business? Stop right. throwing all this mess at us. Right. I mean, we got all type of candidates. Black, white, gay, fucking fair and all kinds of shit over there. <laughs> <laughs> You're unbelievable. Every week, somebody coming out running for president. We need somebody to run on the Republican side so I can go vote Republican for a change. Jesus Christ. You're not going to vote for Donald Trump? No. no. <laughs> Me either. I understand. No. There's I mean, only one other Republican candidate right now. Yeah. What's his name? I don't recall his name, but... Oh, I don't, yeah, he's a, he's a governor or a senator so, or something. Something like that. But, I yeah. just hope he can stand up to him because, I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I'm a Democrat. I'm a big diehard Democrat. And I just, I, you know, Trump is funny. And he would, he know yeah, he how to kill funny. your self-esteem. <laughs> he he would have been a great pimp. Bitch, get my money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he right. would have been a great comedian. He, I mean, it's like Jed Bush, he just, he tore him apart. Yeah. He's he he so found boring. that one thing about you, and he ride that thing to the end, baby. He does. He ride it to the end. And he keep making new jokes. I think he got a comedian somewhere hang out with him. Chris oh. Rock. Yeah. Rock talks about the fact that we took bullies out of schools and out of the playground and whatnot, and that's the reason why Donald Trump won because he's a bully, and there's nobody able to bully that bully him be. back. Yeah, you yeah, made you the kids weak. That you made the kids weak. You they don't have anything to stand up for. Well, that's what I said. So when we was coming up and there was bullies, we we fought back. We yeah. fought back. Yep, yep. You know, we now the mamas go up to the school and beat the kids up. My mom be like, look here, you come on with your ass whoop, I'm going to whoop your ass so you can go back and whoop dad. <laughs> <laughs> Teach you how to do it. Yeah, but now they go, oh, my God, and the mama get on her shoes and she go. They just had a mama that go, went up to the school yesterday and spoke to the bully. They suspend the child and ban the school, the child, the mama for the rest of the year from the school. Really? Yes. 
Uh-huh. But bullies at a whole nother level, too. These kids can't take criticism. They kill themselves and they, they do all kinds of shit. Back in the day when I was musty, I knew I was musty. Mm-hmm. But if you told me I was musty, I was ready to beat your ass. Yeah. Because I knew I was going to get bullied because I was a musty poor kid. But I ain't have a problem with that. I was ready to beat you up every day if you bully me, if you mess with me. Well, good. But man. these kids don't fight anymore. They I mean they shoot you and they don't know how right. to take criticism. I mean, you, as a parent, you can't even hardly say nothing in public. Like I took my kids on a Disney cruise, and I get this only from White America, and it's four kids that I'm taking care of. My nieces on crack, and I had my grandkids with me. And white <laughs> people always come to me like, "Oh my God, they're so well behaved." I'm like, "We in public? What the fuck they supposed to be?" <laughs> Why do y'all keep complimenting me on dumb shit? How what they supposed to be? They're not claiming out. I get this every time I take those kids out. But I'm a black mama. I tell them, look, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to fuck you up. You got a choice. Do you want the soccer mom or the ghetto mom? Yeah. And they don't like the ghetto mom. They don't say, we want the soccer mom. I said, well, don't make that bitch trump the fucking ghetto mom. Because I bust you across your head. I have no problem with that. Yeah. And I, I get compliment every time. They're so sweet. Oh, my God. They're so mannerable. But don't you, th- do you, do they not realize them saying that to you? Oh, they're, they're so well behaved. It's like, I'm surprised that a black woman has black kids that behave. That's basically what they're saying. Well, yeah, because I've seen white kids in buildings. White kids would <laughs> clam on your motherfucking desk. They'll swing from your chandelier. And then the mom say, look at him being active. <laughs> no, bitch, he being bad. Pull that goddamn baby off these four chandelier. Look at him being active. I, yeah. I like that. When I take my kids out in public, oh, they act like animals. I'm like, what is wrong with Like yesterday, I went to Target. I had to get a few things. I'm like, let's get in and out because I got to get home. I got to make dinner. We're having tacos. And what do you have a talk about? It never fails. But right when we're leaving, one of my kids bumps the other one in the nose, bloody nose all oh over the God. floor. I'm just like, why? Why? <laughs> you know, and I, I, I yell at them right in the store. And I, I knocked the hell out of them. <laughs> I know. I, I was, I was, we was getting on our Delta flight from the Disney cruise, and I asked my niece, I asked my nieces, and my grand, my grandkids stopped playing with that little thing that divided. They just kept swinging on. So I just fucking did a fucking slap. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. I snapped there one of them. Everybody looking at me, I'm like, fuck you looking at you want some too, or you want me to slap your kids too? Y'all heard me say, leave this damn divide alone five times. I don't got time for this shit on my own. I'm having hot flashes. Girl, I slapped them with the same. Hand. I didn't even draw back one time. Pow, 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 pow. They were like, what the hell? She just hit. And I hit you too. Yeah. I don't play that shit. I don't uh, play that. But that's what's wrong with them. They want society want to tell us what we can and can't do to our kids. You know the yeah. difference between abuse and fucking discipline. I beat the shit out. And I told mine, I said, when I go up to the school for them, I said, one thing I you don't want to do is wake me up during the day with a, with a, with a complaint yeah. from your teacher. I got to yeah. take a bath, put on a bra, and put on my wig. That's a lot of fucking work. That's a lot of work. And you going to sit here and make me get up. I said, and I tell the teacher right there, and I know she got them on. I said, put them on the phone, ma'am. And I said, I'm going to fuck you up when you get home. You hear me, Raymond? <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up. You better sit down and leave them white people alone up there. Set your monkey ass down. And then they'll get back on the phone and say, thank you so much, Miss Pat. He's going to have a wonderful day. You goddamn right he's going to have a wonderful day. I bust him in his head. Ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Pat tonight at Rick Bronson's House Comedy. Two shows tomorrow night, two shows Sunday as well. Always a pleasure, young lady. And y'all make sure y'all check out my uh, podcast. I have a new podcast called The Pat Down. Pat the Down Pat is down. a new podcast. Yeah, because I've been to jail. And I'm here to pat down a bunch of damn toppies, and we have a good time on there. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. Thank you, young lady. Thank you.